Hi everybody, I'm Corey, the Dungeon Master for Opportunity Roll. I just want to say thank you for coming back to episode 49. We hope you enjoy. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe if you haven't already. It really puts our name out there for those who haven't heard of us. We might come across their screen thanks to you. Enjoy the episode. Hi everybody, I'm Corey, I'm the Dungeon Master. I'm here with Group One. Um, with us today is a new member. Uh, his name is Jasper. Uh, he'll be joining us. Uh, so let's go ahead and we'll start uh, down the line. Let's start with uh, Winter. Hi, my name is Winter and I play Charity, the Tiefling Cleric. And Jasper? Hi, my name is Jasper and I'll be playing Willem, the... And I'll be playing your warlock, Willem. I'm going to keep something a secret. All right. Uh, Red? I am Red and Oretta, and I play Maggie McCallan, and she is your human bard of glamour. Wow, that was awkward. Uh, Rodeo. Hello, I'm Rodeo, otherwise known as Maxwell, and I play Aeson Goldhand, half-elf fighter cavalier. So last time we left off, you guys were uh, just, just speaking in the end. You'd gained a bit of information. Uh, one on ingredients uh, for the cure that you need for Maggie's mother. Um, I think that was the the I think that was the biggest change that you made near the end um, is deciding where you guys were going to go, and you decided you wanted to head to um, the castle uh, for Eris uh, just to get with Maggie's family, make sure that she's okay, get a cure to her, try something. Uh, so Rodeo went and spoke to Edmund. Um, there was a little bit of tension, but it looks like you guys are off on the road pretty much whenever you're ready to start there towards Eris. I think in-game it's probably like 2, 3 p.m. Um, I know Charity sent a letter earlier that evening um, through your magical paper to um, Everett in hopes of contacting him. Um, so let's go ahead and we'll, we'll start from there. Uh, let's start kind of back in the end. We've got Charity, we've got Maggie, we've got Aeson. I know well, Edmund has currently left to, to go outside. If I remember correctly, I thought he went upstairs and I believe Maggie followed him. And that's when Charity and I were discussing whether or not we would go grave robbing. No, he, he left out the door. Oh, I just um, remember Maggie went with or followed him. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there was something else I wanted to do. I okay. wanted to go try to find, see if Pembroke's still in town. Um, talk to him about uh, things he knows around the area and some other things. Okay. So, you know, I guess Asan will go ask around and see if anybody's seen him and see if he can't track him down, see if he's still in town. Okay. Um, Probably ask Scoob first. Scoob, Scoob is the purveyor of knowledge. Yeah, I mean, so, it, yeah, it's up to you. Uh, would you like to go to Scoob first or kind of check around the, the area? I'll go to Scoob first. Scoob, Scoob's the purveyor of knowledge. So Maggie and Edmund are out front. Uh, Charity, you're there. Uh, you'll kind of mosey up towards the bar. Uh, Scoob will look to you and nod. 
Uh, Scoob, I was wondering if uh, you had any information for me on the location of a man named Pembrum? Hmm. Uh. No, sorry. Because I know he was in town. I just don't know if he left after the event. Yeah, he, uh. He didn't stay in my end, unfortunately. So. I know he was in town about a day ago. I'm not sure after that. All right. Well, I'll have to just, I guess, go ask around, see if I can catch a lead on it. If you hear anything, let me know. Yeah, will do. Sorry I, uh, sorry I couldn't help you this time. He's almost shrugging, smiling. I can't expect you to know everything. Hmm. Um, so I guess... You'd probably look to Charity to give her that confirmation that you're going to go find that information. Yeah, I'll look to Charity and say, uh, Charity, I need to go find Pembroke. I have urgent matters to discuss with him. All right, well, while you do that, I'll... Um... Sorry, out of character. Have I already gotten the cot, or was I leaving to go do that? I think I was leaving to go do that and get to do that. Yeah, I don't think the cart had been purchased. All right. Um, back in character, sorry. All right, I will, um, actually, there are a couple of people who I think were also headed in the direction that we are now. So I think I'll go find them and see if they want company. And then um, I'll go have a look at how much it'll cost for us to get a horse and cart. Wonderful, wonderful. What say we meet back up here in an hour? That sounds like it'll work quite well. If you run into a... Magua, Edmund, tell them the plan, and I will do the same. Aysan will give uh, like a slight nod bow to Charity uh, before he heads out the door. Okay. I wouldn't say that they got too far. Um, Edmund's just kind of out front. I'm not sure what Maggie followed for. Just to, um, you know, just to comfort him. I don't know. I don't... I'm trying to remember... Yeah, <clears throat> Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, no. Uh, uh, basically, he's just kind of walked out, and he's waiting for you guys so that you you know you can move, get moving. Um, looks to be a little bit stir-crazy, maybe a little bit. Um, so he's kind of leaning up against the front of the inn, and he's got his magic book open. He's kind of reading through that, making scribbles. I remember why, why she went out there. Um, she looks at him and she's going to be like I'm I'm really sorry What for pushing off your trip to Hazel because of my family Yeah it's it's unavoidable I wouldn't want your mother to die I don't know I'm not mad I'm just you know, I've been told a lot of things, and every time we get close, it's just it's one thing after another. I know. And it's not necessarily you. <laughs> so, and he's he's gonna interrupt when when she goes because he wants her to know that. Oh yeah, no, no, I I understand. I I mean, she's gonna sigh. I don't want anybody to get hurt. 
What do I do when I get there at some point? And then, you know, you know, yeah, I just, I want to get there. So let's get this cure and you know, put it together and do something, you know, I guess. She'll nod and she'll just kind of look uncomfortable, but she still feels, she still feels bad, but she appreciates what he said. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely like one of those kids trying to make the best of a bad situation. And it's not necessarily your fault. But I'm doing it again, sorry. Um, anyway, continuing on. Um, Rodeo, you'll walk out probably the tail end of that. All right, so Asan will slowly, you know, he'll he'll wait for the end, and then he'll put a a hand on Maggie's shoulder and like lean in and be like, "We'll meet back here in an hour. I have to go find uh, Pembrum. I have some urgent business to settle with him." She's gonna quickly turn around. I'm going with you. Um, as you wish. <laughs> You're not doing this duel alone. She's gonna like put I mean, her hands in her hips. The point of that's the point of a duel. If it happens, is you know, duel is one. I'm not saying I'm going to fight with you. I'm just saying that I'm going to be with you when it happens. Yes, I don't think he has any interest in the duel anymore. Not the High King is back, but I could be wrong. Either way, I I need to talk to him about a few different things. He's a well-traveled man, and yes. And you can tell Asan's a little bit like he's like lost in thought a bit. He's mm -hmm. he's uh he's like looking kind of out. He he seems determined. All right, give me uh let just give me a quick investigation check. Do it with advantage. Pimbrum kind of sticks out. Um it's kind of hard not to to notice a man like that. All right, let's see. Investigation. Can I do perception? Um, that would be, um, you could, I would say you could, but you might not gain as much. Um, I mean, if I do investigation, I'm, I'm working with a negative one modifier versus a plus four so, for perception. So basically perception is going to be what you can see in the area. If Pembrum is not in the area... You won't really have gathered any information. You'll just have kind of looked around the place. With investigation, you'll have looked through, asked a few questions to people, maybe gathered some information. Somebody may have kind of pointed you off in this direction. Oh, have you seen so-and-so? Um, maybe he's over here, kind of gathering information and investigating the area and trying to find out where he's at. So there, there's kind of a slight difference. All right, so I rolled investigation and I rolled an 18. Okay, 18 is good. Um, you will notice that he's not in town. Um, there are three ends, one of which is down right now to be repaired. So, of course, the smartest thing to do through your investigation, you went to the other end. Um, you asked them if he had been there, and you will find out that he, he did spend the night. Um, but he left early this morning. They can't assume that he's gone too far. They tell you to maybe check the front gates or, you know, he's probably got to be within a mile of the front gates. 
Okay, I'll ask if I'll ask around also see if anybody saw what way he was leaving. Okay. Um. Yeah, with an eighteen. Let's see. I don't like which think... gates to go to, basically. Yeah. Um. They said he was talking about traveling north. Something about going up towards towards Draftmore. Um, being that he had seen somebody leave in that general direction uh, during the commotion. At least that's that's what they overheard. But that was all the information that they had. All right, I'll head that way. And okay. of course, I will thank them and give a nice bow, but then I will head that way. Sure. Of course, they'll bow back to you, uh, being the son of the prince. Um, and son of the king. I'm not son of the prince. Son, son, of, the, son of the king, not son of the prince. Um, but uh, kind of rushing through town... Um, you're going to get to the gates. You're going to peer out. You're going to see kind of like the darker fields over here. Things are a little bit uh, warmer as, as this is kind of moving northward. You get the heat from the desert coming in. Uh, but you'll see maybe not too far away, 20 minutes at most, uh, gentlemen uh, kind of clad armor walking his way down a dirt road. Hmm. Well, what I'll do then is I'll I'll turn to Maggie and huh? I'll say, um, Maggie, I need to go catch him, but I think that will make me a little bit late for our meeting back at the, the inn, so if you wouldn't mind letting everyone know. I'll Maggie. be fine, I promise. Maggie's just going to give him like a look, and then she's just going to be like, fine. And she'll turn on her heels and walk. All right, Asan will start, you know, booking it. Double time. Okay. Trying to catch up. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, would you, like, call out to him or wave, or are you just trying to hope of catching up to him when you get there? Oh, I'll call out to him and wave once I get, uh, you know, once I feel like I'm within earshot. Okay, and out, yeah. outside of the town a little bit, so I'm not making a commotion, you know? All right. So, yeah, he'd, he'd stop, especially once he heard anybody calling out. And he'd turn around. Um, of course, he'd have on his, his pretty standard, uh, very shiny and, and well-kept armor. Underneath, his, he's got his nice blue pants and a, and a very elaborate blue shirt, kind of tucked away just underneath the armor. Uh, pretty much ever insignificant enough that you're probably not really going to notice too much detail on that. Hey, me uh, too now. <laughs> yeah, he'll 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 wait for you and uh, can I stop? Yes. Uh, I'd like to thank you for all of your help helping to evacuate the citizens during the event. It was very very helpful. Uh, well, it's what needed to be done, I guess. Yes, I will nod. Truly, a man of the people. Um, I wanted to ask you a couple of questions. I might have some answers. I find myself in need of the heart of a dragon. Might you know where I can find one nearby? The heart of a dragon? Mm-hmm. Um, seems fairly difficult. There was, uh... And he kind of turns and looks around the area. 
uh, and he kind of points over to uh, the the ridge here, these 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 mountain-esque areas over here near the Brickle Woods. There was a, a dragon uh, that stayed up in there, but I can't say it ever caused anybody problems. Um, I think there's uh, rumors of one in Barrier's Peak, and that's down south, but uh, it could have been something that been passing on, so I can't say for sure. But, um, I mean, if you don't need it living, I think um, the college actually might have a dried human's heart, or not a dried uh, dragon's heart on display there. The Bardic College? I do believe so. It's too far away for our timeline that we need it in. What do you need it for? Um, Maggie's mother has been poisoned by the Priscilla's flower. And there are no cures left. And we figured out the way to make one. We have one piece of three. The other pieces that we need are human's blood of a 4,000-year-old human and a dragon's heart. Okay. Which I have no idea how to get either of those, but I'm just, I'm trying. Is it, you said how old? 4,000. Well, that's not easy. I wouldn't, I wouldn't think it would be. Um, I mean, uh, I, 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 I'm honestly, I'm, I'm not sure how to help. Um, I can tell you what, if I get any information, I'll send it your way. Uh, that would be most appreciative. Also, my other question is, it's a bit more, um, it's a bit more personal. I know that I've heard that you are uh, a paladin. Yes. Um, after that fight in Kroka and watching people die and not feeling like I could do enough, I was I was looking to see if there's any way that you could help me become one. I want to do anything I can to help the people of Talalia. Um, I mean, yeah. I could certainly teach you. I mean, no, I already that's... know all the martial aspects of the fighting, but I don't. I need it's, to. It's the oath, really. That's important. The oath is the most important thing for a paladin. It defines who we are and what we do. I can send you scriptures over time, through mail. Um, unless I, I traveled with you, I wouldn't really be able to train you much as a paladin. And, well, I, I am... I'm headed up to Luxpar right now. Yes, we're trying to find these two pieces of the cure and then head to Eris. All right. Um, he'll pull out a, a small book, and it'll look weathered and worn. 
here is a book, very private scripture, mind you. And he'll look over to to Maggie, give a smile, and then look to you and, and kind oh, of Maggie's not here. Maggie went back to the bar. Oh to let everybody oh, okay. know it might be light. My bad. I thought she followed you. Um but no, he'll he'll hand you the book. Um this scripture might uh gonna give you an understanding of of what our oaths are. Uh when you need a witness, as the book will explain, and he'll he'll tap the cover. Um Send a message. And even if I can't, I'm sure I can make sure one of the paladins uh, within my faith can can help you. Or my oath. Mason will bow deeply to him. Now, um, about our duel. Mason will stand up from his bow, put his feet uh-huh. together, and st- Stand up straight. I think it would be safe to say that uh, it's unnecessary now, isn't it? Um, if you feel it's unnecessary, I I won't be the one to back out of it. Um, if you still wish to have it, I would deprive you of that right. But <clears throat> I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if you can still... Can you still challenge the High King's authority, even though he's back? Yes. In fact, now that he's back, it's more easier to challenge him than ever. Well, if you need to have the duel to prove yourself worthy, then I wouldn't rob you of that. Indeed. Well, um... He's run off again. Again. Yes, he sent us on some quests, too. Does he really do any good for anyone? Uh, the, way I, the way I see it, he stopped that, um, that hideous thing in the city from being able to absorb our magics. Hmm. And that was helpful because... Without it, it was just us stabbing at it, and who knows how that would have gone. But he's been gone for five years, and in that time, look at where we're at. A son will nod. He, he, he doesn't disagree with Pembroke on this. Yeah. Brother wars everywhere, and monsters roaming and evil coming down from from its areas. Look what have you heard what happened in um Truma? No, what's happened in Truma? A werewolf slaughtered the entire royal family. Except for the daughter. <sighs> then I must go there first. I have um I have sent a letter to the youngest, or to the daughter, and said, um, if there's anything I can do, please let us know. Um, you can let her know that I told you of what had happened. If they need any help, uh, you can send for me as well, and I'll see how quickly mm. I can get there. Fair enough. I'll head north to Draftmore. I'll charter a boat and head south. Probably wind up in Salute. Give me, and he's going to pull out uh, a quill real quick. 
kind of frantically out of this like little bag that he's got uh, with a little piece of parchment. He's kind of dip it in very, very <laughs> frantically in some ink. Uh, what, what are these other ingredients that you need? You can share as much or as little as you want, but uh, if uh -huh. I find them, I'll, I'll send them. Heart of a dragon and yes. blood of a 4,000-year-old human. Right. We already have else? we already have the Priscilla's flower. So that's all that we know so far. Apparently it's very, very rare and hard to find the cure for this. There have been known and and, and I hate I, I'm struggling even bringing this up, but there have been known youngling green dragons to hunt up north in the Crypte Forest. Yeah, green dragons are foul beasts and vicious tempers. Yes. They're very rare. Um, they're very dangerous, which is not typically why I would normally give this information. <clears throat> but... Nonetheless, you guys fought very well, and I don't think I would have anything to worry about from a young green dragon for you guys. I've fought dragons before. Well, I must get going then. Did you Truly. not? Did you want to call off the duel, or did you want to do this here and now? I say we postpone it. I sound a I say the next time we meet, we have it one way or the other. Whether or not I've seen the High King or not. I still need to make sure that and maybe not you that's more suited for the High King's job. Oh, it's, I don't think uh, I don't think I'm the right man for that. No. Um, and the most polite way that I can say I don't quite think so either. I think your place is where it should be. Great. You do well there. And your people love you. Asan will nod, and he'll put a hand on Pembroke's shoulder and say, um, good luck, and I hope to see you again. You as well. Oh, and... If you run into a gentleman, I'm not saying that you have... Or will. Before warning, because I already have. There's a gentleman um, who is quite a deceiver. He seems what he liked. The last time I met him, he told me his name was Bladen. Completely fabricated name. This gentleman is someone to stay away from. Does he belong in shackles prison. and shackles? He belongs in prison, yes. So if I see him, I shall do my best to take him into custody. If, yes. You know, what, what could I arrest him under? What, uh, what crimes? So I know. Murder, arson, thievery, slavery. Fair enough. I shall, if I run across him, I shall bring him back in chains. 
Right. Oh, pause real quick. You sent me a quick question. Yes, I did. The sword and the shield. Did are you talking about the bundle from Group Two? Um, I'm talking about the the super heavy sword and the super heavy shield that, like, yeah. when you lift okay. them together, they they turn into like nothing. Yeah. Like weight wise. Yeah. So he'll um. <clears throat> I'll kind of turn to you before before getting ready to leave. He's quickly packing up his book, his his quail, and his ink. Oh, um, your, your friends earlier. Yes. Uh, they left with me a parchment. Well, not really parchment, a, a package. Uh, if you head to Dan, I left it with him. I was kind of in a hurry to get moving, and I was sure that Dan would be able to take care of it. Uh, but he has, a, he has a package with two items for you. And someone will nod and say... Thank you, my friend, and let me say I hope hope to see your journeys bring you what you need, and I wouldn't mind seeing you as the High King. Thank you. I, I hope your journey does as well. Um, to be honest, I, I don't I don't do it for the fame. It's not a glorious thing. No High King should do it for the fame. At least you understand that. And he'll give you a handshake and uh, give a turn. All right, Asun will return the handshake and then he'll double time back to town because he doesn't want to be too late to meet back at the bar with everyone. Okay. So I would say Maggie would probably arrive at the bar a little bit early. At this point, Edmund would have come back in. Uh, Charity, what would you like to do? Is there anything you'd like to do at that time? Yeah, Charity was headed to go find the um, the per the family that she was helping pull the rubble apart because they were headed in the direction that we're now headed to see if they wanted a traveling company, and then she wanted to go find a horse and cart. Go see how much that would okay. cost. Um, give me a quick investigation check, please. Fifteen. As to where you won't be able to find um, the family from earlier. The gentleman, his son, and his mother. Um, they seem to have maybe moved on pretty quickly. Uh, you will be able to find that there are a few carts and a few good horses for sale in the local um, what are they called? Brain fart. Stables, libraries. Stables. Stables. Jesus. I'm going to forget stables. Um, but yeah. All right. Um, is there anyone standing around who looks like, what would they be called? Um, the person who takes stable care master? of the horses. Yes. So can I see the stable master? With a 15 kind of doing a, a quick look around, uh, knocking on a small door uh, to the right of the stables. It's it's kind of like a, a made-up small office uh, with a very smaller chair. Uh, there will be a gentleman, uh, actually, no, a gentle lady, uh, sitting behind the counter. That's right. She does live here. Um, she'll 
be in, in full plate armor. She looks as if she is part of the city guard, actually. Um, her armor is emblazoned with basically crocus symbol, um, which here is the lake. Um, she'll look up. She Let me try to get this picture over for you. I'm not sending that directly to Craig, I swear to God. And boom. Done. Streamline. Let's go. Um, <clears throat> she's got brown hair, uh, about shoulder length. Uh, underneath her eyes, you'll notice that there are uh, kind of ruts in the skin. Um, and if you didn't know any better, you'd think uh, maybe it was just some bad skin condition, but it looks uh, kind of more closely. Her chin has been slashed by something with claws. Uh, oops, I put it... <laughs> oh, Lord, I'm an idiot. I put it in group two. That's all right. I can see it. <laughs> there you go. Um, her eyes are like a light gray, and her armor, of course, has the colors of blue, uh, like Kroka. And she'll give you a gentle smile. Hello. Hi. Um, I'm trying to find somewhere to buy a horse and cart. I, I, can, I can help you here. How much would you be selling for? Um, well, it, it depends. Uh, do you need storage room or seating? Seating. We need to be able to move quickly with four people. Five. Yeah, four people. Okay. Are you looking for kind of thoroughbreds? Or are you looking for just anything that'll pull? I suppose anything that will pull. I'm not very well versed in uh, animals. Well, we, uh, we could sell you two mules. We currently have two mules. Eight gold pieces each. Um, and then a cart uh, would probably run you uh, for seating about 15 gold. All right. And they would be able to move quickly? Yes. All right. How much did you say that would be all together? Uh, so let's see. Uh, eight each uh, for the mules. So 8 plus 8 is 16. And 16 plus 15 is 31. All right. I'll take that. Thank you very much. Okay. Um, she'll, uh, she'll, she'll kind of have like a, a small kind of bag to put the coinage in, and then she'll stand up from the desk after the transaction has been placed. Um, and she'll take you kind of over to the side. She's got three basic carts that you can pretty much choose from. Um, of course, two of them have uh, the space that you need for seating. One of them does not, but she'll kind of stray away from the one that doesn't have the seating that you need. Um, one is is kind of off-painted and like a purplish color with like a light uh, painted uh, golden color on the edges and trim. Uh, the other one seems sturdy. It doesn't seem that it's been painted yet, but it looks fairly new. 
Um, I'll take the, and she'll point to the one that looks relatively new. I'll take that one. Okay, uh, and she'll uh, kind of look over it for you real quick. She'll she'll pat it, and then she'll walk back to uh, the stables. She'll pull open uh, two of the the pins, and she will pull out two long haired uh, mules. Uh, they're they're pretty sturdy. They're they're pretty pretty well built. Mules are pretty thick creatures. Uh, so she'll bring it up. She'll run you through exactly how to fix them to the cart itself, because with the cart we'll also have the bindings, the straps, the saddles, the reins, and everything else that you're going to need. So it, she'll run you through it even if you know it, just because that's policy. And then she'll kind of send you on your way. She doesn't say that there's a name for them either. She kind of leaves that up to you after purchase. All right. Awesome. Charity will start heading back to um, the inn after saying thank you. All right. So, um, I'd say probably... Not too long after, it looks like we're all kind of meeting up back at the inn again. Um, one way or the other, Maggie arrives a little bit early. Um, I'd say there's not much going in the inn. Um, besides uh, Edmund reading. Because I believe you guys are in a different inn from group two. As far as I know, we are. Yeah. Just for um, me. <laughs> so, Asan was doing some thinking on his way back, racking his brain, and he's going to see Charity, and he's going to, uh, uh, he's going to, like, pull her aside for a second and say, Charity, I just wanted to go over with you a couple of things that I have thought of. Yes. Well, I heard from Pembroke there might be a dragon in Barrier's Peak, which is on our way. But I had another idea. I've made a friend who was a dragon along the way. And I figure if I use, if I could use one of your papers, I could write him a letter and see if he has a rival dragon that has been giving him trouble, and perhaps convince him to kill it and bring us its heart. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> I heard somebody from that. Hmm? I'm sorry. It, it just sounded like you wanted to hire somebody to murder. I mean, the dragon's gonna kill its rival anyway, so, you know, why not bring me the heart? Okay, continue, sorry. Uh, we could definitely try that. The letter takes as long as it would take to walk on foot, so it might take a while. Who knows where he's at. Yes, but we could do that, and we could head to attempt to kill the other dragon. Perhaps on the journey there, a little will return back from your friend. The other, the other thing I heard was that there is a um, there are young green dragons that hunt up in the Crypte Forest. Um, I did a little bit of figuring in my head if we use a cart. Um, 
we could stop at Hazel, do Edmund's thing, go to the Crypte, kill a dragon, and head to Eris, but it would take us almost two weeks to do all of that travel. Which, who knows if that's the right amount of time. The barrier's peak dragon, it's not even a certainty that is there. Yes. Hmm. I know heading to Hazel first would make Edmund happy. It most certainly would make him happy, but this is quite convoluted and difficult. Asan will like rub the back of his neck and like look to the ground and be like, "Yes, it is. We have a lot to do and not a lot of time to do." All right. So, the keeping those parameters in mind. Our best course of action probably is to try and do both. Do we know where we're getting the rest of the ingredients that we need? Um, I shared with you the message, right? About Father Fox and Mother Kit. Yeah. And you said you might have a lead on that, so. Yeah, it was in the letter to Everett. <laughs> yeah, that's why I left that up to you. Um, no clue on where we would find the other one. Perhaps the people in Eris would know. Mother Kid and Father Fox are always... They're myths. We, we, we don't know if they're real. But we did have an ally of sorts that we were originally taking to find them to fix an issue that he was dealing with. So perhaps the letter that I sent to him will come back with some information about where they are, or perhaps we should just start heading that way because it's either Neveska or, actually, I don't know what the name is, um, or the Balba Forest, uh, both of which are severely out of our way. Pabram said he would keep a lookout and try to send us anything if he found any of the ingredients. If I may borrow one of your papers, I would like to write a letter to my dragon friend. Uh, can you say that again? Sorry. If you wouldn't mind, I would uh, love to borrow one of your pieces of paper so I could write a letter to my dragon friend. Oh, yes, of course. And she'll pull it out and hand one paper over to you. Alright, Asan will get a quill out, sit down, and in Draconic, will write uh, whatever his name was, like, and he'll be like, uh, you know, if you know of any uh, dragons that are causing problems for nearby cities around, and you could let me know, it would be much appreciated. Or if you could bring me their heart, I would owe you a favor. And then sign it, Asan, and it'll tell him you can find me on the way to Eris from Kroka. Okay. I'm going to fold it up like, I don't know, a little paper airplane. Yeah, so you'll, you'll fold it up, give it a nice little, and then it'll whoosh, take off. Remember, that's also in Draconic, so if it gets intercepted, it's less likely to, for people to know what it says. Probably. All right, let's say we... We get in our cart and start heading towards Barrier Peak. Let's go. Oh, leaving town. 
Oh wait, first I go to stop and see Dan. <laughs> Grab my stuff. Okay. Um, so Dan will be you, you'll catch Dan at the, the edge. So you you'll kind of you'll roll up. Everybody you'll at least step out of the car. I don't know if anybody else wants to follow. Uh, knock on Dan's door. Uh, he'll come to the door. He's speaking as well with this very thin uh, and formally dressed uh, elf gentleman. Um, they're just kind of going through, and, and you kind of catch the end of this, because you know courts and other things like that. They're going through the basics of running the kingdom. And it looks like he's just kind of getting a, a, a rundown, uh, probably from one of your father's assistants. Um, on just kind of a refresher on what's kind of expected as a king, and then you can guess what's next. Um, but he'll look to you and just, ah, uh, yes. Hello, Dan. I hate to trouble you, but uh, Pembroom said he left something with you for me. Mm, mm. Uh, yeah, and he'll uh, he'll kind of come around uh, just inside the door, and he'll heave up this this kind of heavier package. You can hear some clinks inside, uh, kind of metallic in some way, and he'll he'll hand it over to you. And he kind of gives you the uh, as as nice of a smile as he can before he closes the door. Um, he's not trying to be rude, but this gentleman has not stopped talking uh, since you have knocked. So all this information is kind of passing him by. So he's kind of like in a rush. Understandable. Asan will, you know, he'll smile and he'll take it back. And as he's walking back to the cart, he'll say, oh, I'm going to miss that fried chicken. And then when he gets back in the cart, I guess he'll open it up and see what it is. Um, so the uh, unfolding the the kind of wrapping that this thing is in, uh, you'll notice that this thing is a bit on the different side. Well, these things are a bit on the different side. Inside is a sword and a shield, of course, uh, and they feel incredibly heavy. Uh, Asan will um, click in his head and he'll be like, uh, Charity, before before we finally leave, um, I have this. And he'll reach into his backpack and pull out his uh, old set of chain mail and say, do you know anybody who could use this or find a good home for it? I know you're a cleric and could maybe you have people that you could give this to. Well, I will most certainly take that from you. Would, would you can, you can don this? I can, and sir, I can indeed. I have not met too many clerics that can don the heavy armor. Great skill, great patience. I sound nod and smile. Well, then it appears you'll be in the front lines with me, then. Half the time. He'll smile, and then, uh, look back at the sword and shield. These things are quite heavy. I believe that they get lighter if you hold them uh, properly. All right, Aesan will give it a go. He'll try to hold it properly. Yeah, I mean, uh, you'll—it's—it's it's hefty. You'll struggle to get the shield up in place um, and and kind of hold the sword upright uh, as you kind of hit a pose. You feel that it's a little bit lighter, but sitting in the cart, you feel like uh, it's probably something best to kind of test in a fighting stance when you get out. But you can definitely feel that there is a lightness to it once they're both kind of working with each other. So while you're adding that in, uh, as you guys move onward. Again, kind of moving the cart through Croca. Um, you guys are heading south, correct? Towards Barrier Peak? Mm. 
so heading south, let's see, it's about 2 p.m. So you guys might get about 14 miles until it starts getting dark. Uh, as you guys travel, if I could have somebody roll me a 1D100, please. Let Willem do it. Willem, Willem, Willem. All right. I got an eight. <laughs> got an eight. All right. So here's what's going to happen. Come on, random encounter with a dragon. You guys are traveling down the road. Uh, you kind of hear rustling. Uh, the cracking of, of grass and, and twigs uh, coming out of uh, kind of the, the forested area, just not too far from you guys uh, is going to be, well, give us a quick description of Willem, please. So Willem is your average, well, really just your average 18 year old boy. He looks like a human for all intents and purposes. If He's maybe a little um, on the larger side, but not a lot. <laughs> um, other than other than that, he'll be wearing regular common clothes that you find anywhere else. Nothing really that special to him. So, Willem, you have been kind of heading your way towards Croca, uh, and you're and you're due to get there hopefully by sundown. But unfortunately for you, um, while you were in the forest, you garnered a little of uh, unnecessary attention um, from the wildlife. Uh, and, and kind of running after you at this current moment uh, is a creature. And you're going to have a few minutes to kind of get to the group um, before this, this creature is even going to appear. Um, now, you'll have seen flicks of fur. Um, you, you, you won't really... <laughs> Uh, I mean, you can kind of narrow it down. It's large, um, but you don't know exactly what what creature is following you. It's it's definitely angry, though. You've heard it. Oh yeah. So I'd I'd catch up to them or something, or would I be running? Yeah, yeah. Side? So you're here. Let me let me get you. So here's your card. Oh. But yeah, so you're you're running out of this forested area. These people are on the cart. They've got two mules kind of packed up to it. They're definitely in dangerous way. This creature's coming through, and it's looking for food one way or the other. Okay, knowing that Willem's going to run towards their cart and stand in front of their mules and like try and stop them from moving, so kind of give them the heads up, like, "Hey, hey, stop! Like, there's this massive thing following me, and I don't know what it is, but it's huge." Um, Aeson will step out of the cart. And for you, um, Willem, uh, Aesop's a very—he's a very big man, and right now he's in full plate mail. Um, there's something following you. You said something big, bigger than you, probably. Hmm, there's a lot of things bigger than me, but uh, do you know what it is? I have. No idea, just that it has fur and it's big. And we gotta get out of its way, or else it's gonna it's gonna eat us or something. You you will hear kind of ruffling uh kind of through the through the actual trees itself. 
Interesting. See, it's the big thing. It's stomping on the trees. A son will um, ready his sword and shield and motion for them to get behind him. And he'll interpose okay. himself between the thing and the donkeys as well. Can uh, can I just can Maggie cast fairy fire in that direction to see if she can see it? Um, I think doesn't that have to be on a, per, a creature that you can see within range? It's an AOE. That is. It's like a twenty foot <clears throat> sphere or something like that, or cube. I forget. Yeah, each object in a twenty foot cube within the range is outlined in blue, green, or violet light. Your choice. Any creature in the area with the spell is cast is also outlined in the light of the dex fill if it sells a dex saving throw. I mean, you can you can toss it in an area. Um, yeah, go ahead. I'm, take, I mean, I'm tossing it towards the sound of where it's coming from. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can you can toss it out there. Uh, what exactly does it do? So it, it causes light to shed around the creature. What advantages does it give you? Any attack roll against an effective creature or object has advantage if the attacker can see it, and the effective creature or object can't benefit from being invisible. It has to make a dex save, right? Yep. If it hits it. All right, well, it will hit it. Um, I guess it's just going to make it a little bit more terrifying if it succeeds. That's a three. So, yeah, the, you'll, you'll kind of outline this creature. Uh, and you'll notice that the outline um, kind of goes a ways up. Uh, and then eventually, uh, kind of pushing the trees aside, is this large, giant troll. Oh, my. Um, and around his legs are, are padded bear pelts. Um, so you... <laughs> Um, it definitely looks familiar, I will say this, um, but for you, uh, Willem, uh, this creature is, is far more larger than you probably would have thought. I'm guessing he thought it was the size of the bear pelts. Probably, yeah. Oh no, that's bigger. Oh dear. <laughs> Oh, what have you gotten yourself into, boy? No, no, no. I was just walking through the woods, and and it followed me, and I don't know where it came from. Just get behind me; everything will be okay. So I can still help. Yes, but you should still get behind me. Okay. Trying to find about. Oh yeah, so he's probably at least twelve feet tall, minimum. Is he considered a humanoid? Yeah, but he's large size, not. I think. Let me let me check his thing. No. Okay, just wanted he's, to make sure he's in a different class. Okay. Um, so he'll kind of he'll kind of push through, kind of getting you guys uh, not really by surprise. So we're kind of at this point, we're either run or fight. So what do you guys want to do? Uh, let's fight it. I don't think we can outrun it with mules. 
Okay. Gotta One, protect two. the donkeys. Yeah, I would rather not try to outrun something. Just, yeah, no. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see here. That's a 13. That was better significantly than last time. Okay, so Edmund is clicked. Initiative. Edmund's on. We're just waiting on charity. And Willem. Fighting with my thing. <laughs> I think my initiative rolled, but it might have only gone to someone else. Oh, uh, let me see. No, you get a 20. Um, it's okay. I'll put you in. Um, a, a key thing to do when rolling initiative is make sure that you click your token, which will automatically throw you into the turn order. All right, I think that's oh, everything. right, I keep forgetting to do that. All right, so <clears throat> let's go down the line here at what everybody got. Uh, Willem got a 20 on modded. Uh, or no, you did that with a mod. You got uh, plus one, so you roll a 19. So Charity got a 16. Uh, Edmund got a 14, the monster got a 13, Mega got a 9, and Aeson got a 5. So let's go ahead and start the round uh, with Willem. I mean, Willem's pretty freaked out, so he's probably gonna throw a massive Eldritch Blast at him. Ooh, Eldritch Blast. Let's do this. All right. Nice. That'll hit. Good job. All right. So, I mean, so Elder Smash, what is that? It's basically like lightning kind of. Yeah, it's like this green crackle of lightning as much as I understand it. <laughs> okay. Um, where does that come from? Does that come from your hand or like do you have a wand oh, or. He's going to, like, whip it from his hand, like, kind of like he's backhanding the air, and the lightning will crackle through the air into the creature. Okay. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to do? Any movements or bonuses? That's a good question. Does he have bonus actions? <laughs> I'm pretty sure he doesn't, so I'm just going to call it at that. Okay. Uh, let's see. I was going to suggest getting a little bit further back. Hmm? No, he doesn't want you to be the only one in the front. <laughs> um, let's go with Charity. Charity, your turn. We're going to cast Hold Person on it. Hold Person. Let's see. Uh, choose a humanoid that you can see within range. Unfortunately, this is not considered a humanoid. It's considered a giant. Seriously? Oh, that sucks. That is All a right. troll, so it's considered in the giant family. Alright. Now, um, this is just me being a DM. Do you guys rule that separately? Or different? Um, Usually humanoid is listed as humanoid, but I I've always gone with if it, you know, is like 
bipedal, two arms, two legs, has a head, stands like a human, looks like a human, just different. But it's all yeah. it's, it's all dependent on the, how you want to rule it. I was about to say, whatever you rule, man. I was about to say, you're the DM. So, I mean, it's just, it doesn't matter what we think. It's your game. I'm I'm going to rule it because it says large giant that it's not humanoid. Then that's right. fine. Um, sorry. Oh, that's fine. Don't be sorry. Is there anything else you'd like to do, Charity? Yeah, Stay. like I said, just give me a second to think what to do now. Sorry. That's okay. All right, we're going to cast Spiritual Weapon. Ooh, nice one. Um, All right, so Spiritual Weapon. Basically, you summon it. Uh, let me get you a little token for it. Yep, and it's 25 hidden. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, 25 will. <laughs> 25 will definitely hit. That's five more damage. And isn't Spirit... Oh, never mind. I'm confused. Never mind. Shut up, Edda. There you go, let me... There you go, you should be able to control that now. Alright, so 25 will hit, and 25 will do 5 force damage. Alright, Edmund's turn. Um, Edmund was kind of laying back and reading his book. So he's prone right now, so he's going to use half of his movement to stand, for one. They're just kind of peering over the side of the cart as this guy runs out of the freaking woods and starts screaming. Um, so he's going to cast uh, just a standard firebolt because fire burn. And that's a natural 20. Jeez. Yikes. And that's 19 fire damage. Ooh. Holy crap. So he, he just. Hell kinda, yeah. Whips that wand around and casts Firebolt. You see this molt of fire just fly right past. <laughs> splat against the creature. Um, yeah. So, uh, that'll end his turn. Definitely. Uh, that'll make it the troll's turn. So, let's see what the troll wants to do. I do look very yummy. <laughs> Could you so, feel my eye roll? <laughs> gotta crack open that nice shell, though. Oof. Like a crab. Wait, are we talking about M&M's? Alright, <laughs> <laughs> so... So it can move 30 feet, so it's going to move 5, 10. And you are his original target. And you look very scrumptious. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. uh, so he's, he's going to kind of... He's going to try to bite you. Um, does a 16 break your armor class? I have to check that one second. Yep, yep, it does. 
All right, we're about to do damage here. Six uh, piercing damage uh, from the troll. Uh, yeah. uh, this troll makes three attacks. All right, so oh, he, he's going to swing at those hand uh, at Aeson. That does not hit. Kind of trying to clear you out of the way uh, as he's really trying to nom down in this this food here. Um, and since that one will miss, he'll he'll kind of give another claw at you at a nineteen. Nope. Kind of trying to push you away. Jesus, what the fuck is your armor? Twenty. Jesus. All right. Well, that'll end his turn. Uh, he's moved. He's had some food. I think he's happy with that. So that makes it Maggie's turn. So she's going to quickly jump off the cart and go about here. And she's going to pull out her viola. And she's going to test out some of the new magic with it. And she's going to uh, play a very, you know, jovial tune. Not jovial, like very inspirational tune. And she's going to use Mantle of Inspiration and use one of her Bardic Inspirations to give a temp five temporary hit points to everybody. All right. Oh, nice. That's really useful. Yep. Uh, everybody, make sure you get your five temp. All right. Any else... Uh, any other things you would like to do? Wait, before uh, before anything else, Willem, if you read that, you can immediately use your reaction to move up to your speed without provoking opportunity attacks, so you can get away from yep. that troll if you would like. Yeah, I was going to say that, yeah. But yeah, you could do that. Really? I could do that. Yep, it's with my mantle of inspiration, yep. Cool. I might now, how many <laughs> creatures can you do that to? I can do that to um, uh, a number equal to your charisma mod. Wait, hold on. Da -da -da. You could choose a number of creatures you can see who, who you can see and who can see you within sixty feet up to the number of equal to your charisma modifier. Uh, my charisma so modifier three is three, so I definitely will give it to Willem and Willem, um, Asan, and Charity. Okay. There's a random Facebook thing right there. Is that nobody's? All right, it's gone. <laughs> All right. Um, and then yeah, that's uh, I did my movement. That um, as a bonus action, this is is uh, I think this is a bonus action. Actually, can I? It, mm. As a bonus action, you expend one of your yeah. So it's a bonus action. Um, so if you wish, you can move. If you don't, you can stay. I have I have one other spell I kind of want to do. Oh, wait, we already said it wasn't a humanoid. Just kidding. Sorry. No, I'm not going to do that. Um, I don't know if that were... Uh, I'm just going to do Vicious Mockery because I love that. Okay, DC Wisdom saving throw. It takes a whopping four damage if it does. Well, it does have a negative one, so let's see. It's not the brightest thing in the world. Oh, Are you serious? Re re revert that. That's a plus one, not a negative one, so that's oh, 12. Okay. So Maggie's going to put her hands on her hips, and this is funny because this is the first time Willem has ever met Maggie, and this is amazing. Maggie's going to put her hands on her hips and be like, look at you, you big thing, picking on things that are smaller than you. Gosh. So mean. Oh, and you're ugly too. 
Oh, it'll roar. Um, it'll take that one damage. All right, Asan, your turn. Oh, boy. Well, first thing I'll do, since Willem is standing right there with me still. Oh, he should have moved. I will make an attack at this thing at advantage because it is fairy-fired. He didn't want to move. It was in his character. Oh, okay, sorry. I thought he moved. Sorry. So it was a 15 hit. A 15, uh, let me see. Will, will not hit. All right, I'll make my second attack. 19. 19. Uh, so 13 damage. And with that, I will also apply a... Where is it? Wavering Mark. I can menace my foe, following or foiling their attacks and punishing them for harming others. When I hit a creature with a melee weapon attack, I mark the creature until the end of my next turn. While it was within five feet of you, a creature marked by you has disadvantage on any attack roll that doesn't target me. In addition, if the creature marks deals damage to anyone other than me, I make a special melee weapon attack against that creature as a bonus action on my next turn. Alright. And I will also, since why not? Um, where is it? Is this really not in... Oh, there it is. Action Surge. So, both of those... Why do you get two attacks with Action Surge? Because when you take the attack action with extra attack, you get two attacks. It's just whenever you Jesus make Christ. make the attack action. Uh, so, that's for another... 20... So you're telling me you get average four attacks? Oh, action surge only so often. All right, never mind. Only once per long or short rest. So uh, how much damage is that? Uh, all in all, I did, let's see, 12, 13 the first one, 23, 25, 27, 36 points of damage. All right. Is there anything else you'd like to do? Uh, no, that that will be it. That's all I can do. All right. Willem, it is your turn. Awesome. Quick question. With um with reactions, so because the thing bit me, does that mean I yes. get a reaction? Okay, cool. If you have an ability that states that you can use the reaction when you're hit. Like Hellish Rebuke. That's exactly what I was planning. Oh, you have to do it right after it bites you. Yeah, so like, when, when I'm saying it's going to attack, that would be the moment to speak up, then I will use my reaction. Oh, um, cause after, okay. Yeah, because after the attack's over, it's pretty much, that's it. Yeah, it's like, once it's once you say it hits you, and then you say, well, I'm going to use your Hellish Rebuke, because Hellish Rebuke does damage when you are hit. But because you didn't know that, let's go ahead and go over what you wanted to use, and we'll do that real quick, because you didn't know any better. Oh, I just wanted to use Hellish Rebuke, and I'm fine taking the um, taking the bullet if, if you want. If that's what you want to do. Yeah, I, I know better for next time now. <laughs> All right. Instead, it will be your turn whenever you're ready. <clears throat> okay. He's going to cast Hex on it. 
right. Okay, so. Did I do that right? How does that work? I think I did that right. You place a curse on a creature that you can see within range until the spell ends. You deal 1d6 of necrotic damage, and it has a disadvantage on one of its ability checks, right? Yes. So, can I give it a disadvantage on strength? <laughs> um, I mean, I don't see why not. It's, uh, let's see. Target deals an extra 1d6 necrotic. Uh, when you hit it, choose an one ability, you can cast the spell. Yeah, so pretty much you can make it strength if you wish. Awesome. It's going to be disadvantaged on strength now. I curse it. Okay, and this lasts for up to one hour. Will that be the end of your turn? Uh, no, that is my bonus action. So now I'm going to use my Eldritch Invocation of um, Armor of Shadows. Okay. So uh, that basically means you cast Mage Armor at will. Okay. Sounds good. 13 plus your dex mod. So that would put you at 15? I believe so. Yeah. Oh, wait. 13 plus your dex mod pushes you at 14. Better than a 10 or 11. That's true. Definitely better than what it was. <laughs> yeah. So oh, that will pretty... end my turn. Okay. Because I sure. don't think he'd walk away. <laughs> Alright, Charity's going to move over here. And... If I cast a spell, am I still going to be able to use my bonus action to... Yeah, I should still be able to use my bonus action to attack him with my spirit weapon. Right. Well, yeah. If, as long as your whatever you do doesn't use your bonus action, because you have action, bonus action, movement, and reaction every turn. Cool. So yeah, we're gonna cast inflict wounds and smack it with a hammer. Ouch. Nineteen. That'll hit. Go ahead and deal your damage. Cost me a second level. Yeah. Oh, that's 17 plus 8. Yeah, so that's... um 25 necrotic damage. Yep, and then we're also going to hit it with Spiritual Weapon again. 22 hit? That'll hit. 9 damage. Alright. Basically, fuck this guy. <laughs> All right, that's nice damage. So you you kind of uh, kind of hit them with that inflict wounds, kind of wheel that that mace around, smack them with it, uh, that nasty kind of erosion to the the skin and area that you normally see. You got made a mage armor kind of going on right now. It's like a magical kind of glimmer over the body. You've got Maggie playing her music, uh, giving inspiration. Just just a glorious kind of thing right now. However, I think with our time constraints. And with as late as it is, 
I think we will have to continue this battle next time. Sorry, friends. Hi everybody, I'm Corey. I'm the Dungeon Master from Opportunity Roll. I just want to say, if you haven't already, please subscribe to iTunes, Podbean, or Google Play for us. It really helps us out, and it really puts us out there for those who haven't seen us. If you have any questions, don't forget to uh, email us to opportunityroll.podcast at gmail.com. Uh, and if you want to come and, and check out some more of our stuff, I know we have a YouTube. We're planning on putting uh, a few more things together. Until then, guys, thanks for listening so much, and remember to keep your opportunities open. Mm -hmm.